with a smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Should I be buying crypto? <laughs> Well, uh, you're not the first person I've had this conversation with, Matt O'Kine, but um, look, it's up to you. Have Something you bought Something to it? consider is the amount of electricity needed to keep Bitcoin running is astronomical. Oh, is, that, is it really? Environmentally worse than you would think. So, so that's wait, something you need to take into that, account, my friend. Are you, t- <laughs> are you telling me that... Mining for Bitcoin is as bad as mining for like coal. <laughs> fossil fuels. Look, well, it, if you're mining for the coal to power the computer to mine your Bitcoin, that's your double whammy. That's what I'm saying. It just keeps going up. And I know that as soon as... See, I know that I will be the one who bursts the bubble. <laughs> so people should be paying me to not invest in Bitcoin because the moment I invest, yep. it will tank. That's the, I know. Way, that's the way things go. But I hope you're going very well today and the price of your Doge is rocketing. Speaking of the markets um, and memes, of which Do- Dogecoin is both, um, we're going to be doing our first cross for 2021 to the meme market and uh, just to check in with dad boy Gregory Saladfingers and see how things are faring over there. I absolutely cannot wait for that. Hey, also, we are going to be finding out what you've been apologising for across the week. Oh, man. Well, I've been holding on to a National Partner Apology Hotline apology Oh, since you? last week. Yeah, oh, literally. Okay. Well, okay, <laughs> so, you know what? Let's just let's cut straight to the point and jump straight into it. I want to hear what you're sorry for. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, what a difference a week makes. What have you done, mate? Just well, tell me. Well, this time we've been doing the National Partner Apology Hotline on Thursdays, right? Mm. And last Thursday evening, I was involved in a situation in which I was definitely required to apologize. And I did. But I don't think I don't think an apology to a partner really counts unless it's on the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast National Partner Apology Hotline. Because you're out there, you're telling the world, aren't you? Well, exactly. People listen from literally all over this round globe. Flat round globe. And uh, (laughs) well, I'll say, we'll, we'll call it a flat, you know, pizza stone. Flat disc <laughs> floating through nothing, um, suspended in nothing because space doesn't exist. <laughs> so anyways, what happened, man? Hey, hey, come well, on, pull up a chair, pull up a chair. Yeah. Uncle Maddie's here. I'm sure that whatever you've done, yeah, it's, it's nothing that a, an apology to the nation can't fix. Yeah. Well, last Thursday in Melbourne was a, was a time, it was the day before pre-lockdown, mm. okay? And um, Woods, my wonderful partner, was out at work, okay, doing a bit of work till late at night. So I'm like, oh, I've got to wait for her to get home. Don't know what time it is. I'm going to be hanging out at Comedy Republic, right? Yeah, your comedy, comedy bar. Comedy bar that I run with uh, Cairo Wheatley. Gigs going um, back on sale this oh, weekend. Okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> Tell you what. And a very safe 50% capacity. So, mm. Nate Falvo this weekend. Now. Are you allowed to laugh? Is laughing counted as like a vocal expulsion of aerosols? It is. Um, masks on unless you're drinking. So, Oh, good. Mm, good, good. There you go. Okay. So, Indoors. Nate Falvo. <laughs> this weekend. Anyway, last <laughs> weekend, I was hugging out there, getting ready to go home. Then, who should arrive? Then, Mr. Mark Fennell. 
Oh, that movie guy. From Triple J, our days, good old friend. We've been doing amazing podcasts, It Birds, Nut Jobs, all that sort of stuff. The yep. feed. Hadn't seen him for ages. I'm like, what are you doing here? And he was, are you seeing a show? He's like, no, I was just in town and just popped by on the odd off chance that you were here. And I'm like, well, I hang out here quite a bit. Uh-oh. So you've done I can, well. I can pull see where this chair. is going. <laughs> can I pour you a little something? And he said, let, sure. Let, let me guess, Alex. You said you had one midi of light beer and said, well, Mark, it's been good. Off home <laughs> I go. Ta-ta. Unfortunately not. You know, it's not often you get to catch up with old friends. And so another one occurred and it got to the point where I've texted <laughs> Woods going, oh, I'll just, just be back in a bit. Hang on. Anyway, about 11 p.m. comes around. The comedy shows are finished and um, mm. it's time to wander on home. <laughs> I do so. And I think, oh, this will be a good little shortcut. I'll hop over this bench and walk a little bit, hop over it, roll my ankle. Oh. And I am, I'm limping. I am limping home. (laughs) And I was, I wasn't walking straight to start with. So (laughs) that didn't even me up either. Anyway, so I'm, I'm getting back in and it's, it's never good when you get in the door and you open the bedroom door and your partner goes to you. Oh, are you asleep? <laughs> Just <laughs> asleep in bed. Now, things have gotten worse because I hadn't eaten dinner. So anyway, oh, she wakes no. up and I'm like, How oh. many mistakes and can like, you I've make? I've twisted my ankle. Like, oh. Anyway, she goes and gets me some frozen peas from the freezer. Does that. And I'm like, oh, I hadn't eaten. That's some, oh. And she's like, oh, I'll cook you some food. Cooks, cooks me pasta oh, and sauce. Oh, my God. Gives what? it to me. And I'm like, I don't feel good like that. <laughs> leave it on the bench, head to the bathroom, apparently. Spent a little bit of time in there. Not, not too good because the, um, the toilet seat wasn't, wasn't, well, it kept falling down. You know, it's where the gravity, like it, it's not, oh, it's doesn't like lean it was back hitting you on the head. So sort of hitting me on the you head. You were so sick that the toilet yeah. was patting you on the back. <laughs> exactly. And then apparently, yeah, um, El, she like sticky taped to the toilet up to the back and oh <laughs> just told me God. yesterday, I was like, I think oh I need to go on and apologize to you for this. God. And she told me about the sticky tape and she's like, at the time I was going, oh, that's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, uh. woke her up, made her cook me food, sticky taping, dunny lids. <laughs> <laughs> there was the not eating food. That's what did it. Oh, man. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. One thing. I mean, the, the, there's nothing like a friend from out of town to get you <laughs> off the hook in that situation. Anyway, I apologize to my partner humbly. Oh, you're a good, you're a good man. And, and Woods, mm. incredible woman. Oh, so good. And there are many partners out there who have to suffer the crumbness of of the people they've chosen to spend their time with. And a few whole day breakfast listeners have sent us voice memos in order to do so as well. So um, here is this week's edition of the National Partner Apology Hotline. Hey guys, this is Keely from Newcastle and I'd like to apologise to my partner Jordan for using the last dog poo bag and always forgetting to replace it, leaving him bagless and copying absolute heat from strangers when he has nothing to pick up our dog's turd and is forced to leave it there. Oh, what a stitch up. Hi, it's Caleb from Meriden. I just want to apologise to my partner for not washing the Nutribullet cup and just getting another one out and leaving that four on the bench and still haven't washed them. Really sorry. I'll uh, make sure I do that a bit later on. 
Good morning, guys. Josh from Perth. I'm not apologising to my partner, but my little brother for eating the last dirt dessert yogurt in the fridge before it being completely discontinued. I've tried recreating it with small marshmallows and crushing up Oreos. It's just not the same. The worst thing about it is he's never even tried it once. <laughs> hey guys, Alex here from Brizzy. Just want to apologise to my partner Lydia for wiping the gunk that was on my mobile phone with the good tea towel. Apparently, we use that tea towel to uh, wipe our hands with, which I now know. Sorry about that, babe. Please forgive me. Hey, boys, it's Joe from Perth. I would just like to apologise to my boyfriend Mitchell uh, on the behalf of my dog Jake, as Jake decided to do a very runny poop yesterday morning. Then stand in it with uh, all his feet. Then he decided to run through the lounge, the kitchen, hallway, office and bedroom, covering the whole house in poop. Um, So Jake is very sorry. I'm very sorry. We're all very sorry. It was a bad morning. Hi, it's Liz from Hobart. I want to apologise to my very amazing partner, Jared. Um, 11 years ago, we got married and in my vows, I said to him that I would love him more than any cat or kitten in this world. And in the last couple of years, it's become increasingly clear that um, one of the cats in our household has is kind of accelerated past him in the love <laughs> rankings. And um, I, I mainly want to apologise for writing such a big vow that I clearly could not keep. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep them coming in. You know when, you've done, when you're in the wrong, hit up the National Apology Hotline. We always love hearing from you. Matt.n.alex, send us the voice memo and uh, you too can heal the wounds. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, Alex Dyson, you're looking at a bit of a thrill seeker here. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you, is... don't know, you don't know me. No, you when know? you don't go in the shallows of the water for fear of jellyfish, I don't think you could call yourself a thrill seeker. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was driving through Brizias on my recent trip uh, with my brother-in-law. He's from France. Ah, we oui, oui. uh Yeah, so you know he hasn't seen the 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 great heights of Brisbane before, and the, the sure the, all all he's seen is the bloody Eiffel Tower, the <laughs> Lac de Triomphe. He hasn't gone across the Story Bridge. Well, well, yes, yes, I yes. I thought I'd show him some of the spicier parts, you know, because the freeway was was busy where when I was driving to Dad's house. So mm, I much thought, busier well, than Paris. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the freeway to Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so I thought, oh, I'll take him the back streets, right? So it was me, Belinda, Sophia's in the back, and um, and and Flav is, is in the car as well. And I thought, oh, I know what this or this will get everyone excited. Driving through Tuong, and I remember one of the back streets. Okay, goes by the name of Gower Street. Okay, mm-hmm. steepest street. In Brisbane. Whoa. Yeah, took him on a ride up that. We were all squealing as the car tried to chig and chug all the way up that hill. Goes at a 19 degree angle. Thank you very much. 31 percentage. 
um, as you go up there. And we all, we literally all went, whoa, as you got, <laughs> got over the top of it. It was very exciting. I remember that street growing up. Our car was so crappy back in the day, an old an old uh, Subaru sports wagon, mm. um, and it was really run down from all the dad's crabbing trips. Right, <laughs> It couldn't get up there. We wouldn't dare go up Gower Street in case it, in case it just putted back down the hill and reversed into a house. Similarly, growing up, my grandpa's Daihatsu charade had a lot of difficulty trying to get a (laughs) few of these hills in Warrnambool. So I thought, I was like, you know what? That was exciting to be able to show off Brisbane's steepest street to an international jet setter from Paris. So I thought, thought, let's highlight some of the other just reasons that make your suburb or your town the best. All right, because I was looking through, I looked through a few facts here, mm. Alex Dyson. I'll give you a few little, you know, what makes your town special, you, what, you know, the highlights of your suburbs, your suburbs claim to fame. Okay, and uh, here's just a couple of them for you right now. Uh, Fairwater in Point Piper holds Australia's most expensive house, owned by uh, Mike Gannon Brooks, $100 million. Ooh. Approx. Um, Cremorne in Sydney, uh, most guns. Really? Owned in, owned in Sydney, yeah, 634 guns. And 30, 314 of them owned by one person. <laughs> that's, that's wild, it's right? It's a bit, bit much um, for Cremorne. Athelstone, Adelaide, is home to the world's oldest skydiver, Irene O'Shea, 102 years old. <laughs> 102 and 193 days old, and she's jumping out of the aeroplane. Absolute daredevil. And, uh, now Oakley, that's a thrill seeker. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's it. She'll be going up the steepest... Bloody street in Brisbane till the day she dies. Um, Oak Lee in Melbourne, 1977, Melbourne's first 7-Eleven convenience store. How about that? Well, do you have Warnable on the list, my hometown? Not, have you got any, have you got, what's, well, what's Warnable claim to fame? Well, the last time I saw it make it national headlines was, um, and I Bron mentioned this as well, was uh, talking about The Gap. What's have you heard gap? about The Gap no, what's in the Warnable? Gap? Have you heard about The Gap Challenge in Warnable? No, what's The Gap? The Gap is a small gap between the local bowling alley, its outdoor brick wall, and, like, the cafe next door. Okay. <laughs> it goes quite a while. And the challenge is you got to squeeze through the gap and, like, go from the start <laughs> to, the, to the end. But <laughs> that many people have done it and gotten <laughs> stuck. No, you're kidding. People And the stuck. fire brigade was no. getting called out every weekend because people no. tried the gap <laughs> and got stuck. So they've had to be a big public service announcement. Don't try the gap. <laughs> You'll get stuck in the gap and we're going to have to come to you. But just just between you and me, I reckon I could get through the gap. Yeah, do it. Okay. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. No. You said it. No. You're doing the gap. No. Bron, Bron you heard I this could, first. I could You're- never... I can never <laughs> run for local parliament again. <laughs> Going at the independent candidate for Wannan, uh, Alex Dyson, previously got stuck between the bowling alley and a cafe. There's a photo of me just absolutely wedged. Uh, but we asked you, uh, what is your suburb's claim to fame? And a few people got in touch, including Evan. Hello, Evan. Hey, guys. How are we going? Good. Thanks, Evan. Now, your, uh, your home suburb in Canberra, is, uh, is there's a yeah, claim to fame there? Correct. Yeah, so I... Um, Grew up uh, with a few of my mates in a suburb called Canberra. Shout out to Jakey Boy in the uh, Canberra hoodlums. Um, but anyway, so look, this this suburb um, has some pretty rough people in it. Like mm. a prerequisite for a lease, you have to have no shoes and missing teeth. Okay. So Ooh, look, okay. When you, we, everyone knows what Canberra is and like it really didn't have an identity to it until one day in 2008, 
the reputable current affair, named as number two in Australia for the most bogan suburb. So oh, we, well done. <laughs> well done. So one, I mean, once we had that label, we were rocking it for years. We still are. <laughs> I'm rocking it in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Evan. Um, and boys. yeah, shout out to Canberra. All the Canberrians listening in Canberra. No, 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 no. The Canberrians. I think oh, that's sorry. what you've got to go with. Yep. Uh, we've also got Gab- Gabriella joining us. G'day, Gabriella. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, thank you. Now, uh, your previous suburb was home to uh, a very famous Australian. Yes, uh, not for good reason. So I have since moved, but uh, I was living in Greenslopes in Brisbane mm. at the time of the incident when the infamous poo jogger was striking uh, <laughs> wow. along the streets in front of uh, the apartment buildings. <laughs> oh, was, was it near where you lived? Tell, tell us about what were the whisperings going on around Greenslopes at the time? <laughs> Um, so I wasn't too privy to it because it wasn't actually my house or anything, but it was an apartment building right near where I lived where the uh, infamous guy was um, taking his morning ablutions on their on their little uh, alleyway and their entryway. <laughs> ablutions? Uh, at, least, at least 30 times. <laughs> 30? Oh, my yeah. goodness me. So some wow. wonderful neighbourhood vigilantes set up a camera and uh, they... they Stalked him and, and waited, and about 5am one morning they caught him literally with his pants down and toilet paper in his hand. Yeah, so he's since jogging with photos. the dunny roll? Since, oh, yes, yes. Um, and, and it truly is a, uh, a, it's now a very infamous photo. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and again, a whole event, well, I mean. Uh, Goodness me. And Green certainly- Slopes, like that's pretty, that's a pretty good suburb name for the poo jogger. Um, the only other one would be would be Greystains, I think, is the only other <laughs> suburb that could <laughs> rival that. Or Brown Plains. Brown Plains. <laughs> true. <laughs> very true, Gabriella. Right. Thank you very much, Gabriella. Cheers, guys. Um, and thank you, Evan, as well. Let us know if you what's your town's your suburb's claim to fame at Matt Alex on Instagram. What's your suburb's lame claim to fame? Oh, lame claim. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. For the first time in 2021, let's cross live now to that boy Gregory Salifingers with our mean market update. Yes, good afternoon. Dad boy Gregory Saladfingers here with a mean market update. 2021 has started with a bang on the Nasdaq. We had the redneck shaman storming the capital. Bernie Sanders mittens doing numbers not seen since the distracted boyfriend bull market of 2012. And more recently, the weekend's Super Bowl performance attracting a lot of heat with the artist Wayward Fisheye Wander through a room of globes, attracting many template tradies to pick up the tools with captions as far as wide as my auntie trying to see if her Zoom camera is on to the view my food sees from inside the microwave. But with overseas markets still so volatile, it's often wise to tie up your spice shares in the local MSX. And there's nothing hotter right now than the arrival of the coronavirus vaccines to Australian shores, with local jesters taking jabs at the jab from a number of angles. At Aidan Kutajar's like numbers exploded like a second wave this week after he tweeted, Knowing our luck, the truck containing the vaccine for the state of Victoria will hit the Montague Street Bridge a reference to a low-clearance underpass that has turned many plucky trucks into convertibles. Chef Adam Liao got in on the act, absolutely nuking Australia Post Service with this comment, 
The Pfizer vaccine was delivered into Australia today, but vaccinations will only start next Monday because the chief medical officer got a card in the letterbox saying he wasn't at home, even though he was, and now he's got to pick it up from the post office, but he can only get there later in the week. And finally, at Squiggly Rick did higher numbers than the Pfizer efficacy rates when he tweeted, the first Pfizer jabs have arrived in Australia. Not many though, it's like looking for a needle in a g'day stack. With the first vaccines due to be entering arms by the start of next month, the anti-vaxxers coming up with more and more ridiculous ways to gain attention for their conspiracy theories. This vein of gold is sure to be ripe for the prodding for some time. And that's all from the Mean Markets today. I've been Dat Boy Gregory Saladfingers. Back to you in the studio. Alex Dyson, you just turned on the mic and gave me a thumbs up, and uh, I'm lucky to be able to do a thumbs up, given that I almost chopped my, my thumb off yesterday with a knife, but thankfully my knives are too blunt, <laughs> because I'm simply too lazy to sharpen them, and when I went down on my, my thumb, the knife literally just bounced off it. That's a tough thumb. Tough, tough thumb, a very blunt knife. <laughs> and I thought I'd ask you, well... When has being lazy helped you? When has being a crumb saved your thumb? Because I'm too lazy to, to actually sharpen my knives, mm. I ended up saving the top of my thumb. Um, we did put the call out and Lydia got in touch with us. She's in Brisbane today. G'day, Lydia. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you, Lydia. Now, you've got quite a quite an amazing story. Yeah, so um, not happening to me, but quite a number of years ago, I was undergoing a treatment at hospital, and I met a guy who was doing his last chemo treatment for bowel cancer, and we got chatting, and, you know, he's pretty young, so I asked him, how'd you find it? Because he obviously wouldn't have been doing the bowel cancer kit. And he said that he was preparing for a barbecue, and he bought a slab of salami, like that sausage thing, yeah. and mm-hmm. he decided he couldn't be bothered cutting the skin off at this time. So had the barbecue, ate the salami. A few days later, lots of pain, went to hospital, and they found out the salami skin had wrapped around his tumour on his bowel. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. So they reckon if he didn't find it then, he might not have made it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, goodness <laughs> me. That oh, goodness me. That, because this is almost a new story. It's, that's a, I mean, Matt's story, you've given us some incredible talkback topics over the years, Matt O'Kind. That was a pretty lazy one. It's given us an incredible story from Lydia. But uh, Lydia, yeah. that's that's really wild. Um, yeah. So did did he? I mean, did he have? He had no idea that he was sick at all before that point. No, absolutely no idea. It was literally just the laziness from the salami skin. Because <laughs> oh I know God. the little I mean, the little paper you're talking about, and it is yeah. it's, it's, it can be tough to get off, and it's so thin. You think, oh yeah, but just leave it on. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And then it and, acted and like know- white blood cells and went and attacked the tumor. <laughs> Do you know if he, I mean, is he okay now? As far as I know, like, he looked pretty good by the end and he was, you know, it was his last one and he was given the all clear, so hopefully he's still kicking. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, that is incredible. I can't believe. Well, okay, I guess uh, here we go. Um, Talk about conga line. When salami saved your life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, try and throw us a... um, uh, story about that, but uh, Lydia, <laughs> um, we 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 hope we 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 we're assuming that you are well as well. 
Oh, yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, look, uh, two two great good news stories came out of that. So that is incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lydia. That's all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. We'll catch you later. And, uh, yeah, get in touch. When Salami saved ya. We'd love to hear your stories. Yeah, thank you very much. That brings us to an end of another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Cheers for joining us. Yeah, reminder, if you do have an apology to make to your partner or anyone, get in touch, matt.and.alex. Send us through that voice memo, and I cannot stress enough, I am very sorry to my wonderful partner, Woods, for just not taking care of myself during the day, which led to some led to some issues at night. Not enough, not enough food in my belly. And thank you so much to Lydia as well for her incredible story um, about life-saving salami and Gabriella and Evan as well for getting in touch about their suburb's claim to fame. Please keep in touch with us at mattdonan.alex on Instagram. doesn't matter when, if you're listening to this in the future mm. and you think, oh, they all have forgotten about that topic, guess what? We we don't. We yeah. never forget. <laughs> That's we true. We always want to hear from you. Which is why we're hearing from Mitch from Curry right now who sent us a voice memo regarding the talkback, what's the worst question? to receive. Uh, we had some very, very good answers to that. And here is a new one for the collection. Thank you so much. We will catch you tomorrow. Until then, keep breakfasting. Bye. Hey, boys. It's been a while. Mitch from Curry here. Just in response to the uh, worst questions ever asked, one time I was getting petrol from a service station. I used Bowser number two. So as I did that, I proceeded to walk in to pay for said fuel and there was a lady in front of me speaking to the attendant and she asks him excuse me where's the toilet and the attendant then pointed to the entrance saying just over there so to which then she walked past me to go to said toilet now this guy must instinctively say the number of the bowser out loud to whoever's walking in and he looks at me and goes number two and she turns around and goes no as a matter of fact you pervert it's a number one what's it to you so we proceeded to lose it in laughter, and that's potentially the worst question ever asked in history. Peace. <laughs> that's a very funny story. Was that was that anecdote written by Mike Myers? That's <laughs> <laughs> Although a good things come in threes, and I think that was our third poo joke for the for the episode. So we'll try to make tomorrow's ep. A feces-free one. (laughs) An ablution-free zone. (laughs) That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.